You are listening to The Scotsman. I am Brian Priest, joined, as I always am, by Mr. World Health Organization Tran, <laughs> also known as Who. I, I like that. I like I, that. Have you That's ever gotten good. that no. one? That was good. That was a good one. I caught you by surprise. I like it. I like it. Uh, so we we got a great show today planned. Uh, we're going to be talking Utah State, but I got to start elsewhere. We're going to do some shameless, some shameless self promotion. The KSL Sports app. Who have you heard about this? Have, oh, yeah. Has like Nate you, pushed you, this you, to you, you? You guys can download it. Um, uh, you you can get a lot of story. Uh, all any story from KSLSports.com is on there. You can watch some of our stuff on there. It's got everything KSL Sports has. Written stories. It's all our podcasts, radio shows. Um, I think they even cut the uh, previous night's newscasts and stuff, and those go onto the app. So new and updated KSL Sports app. And I... (laughs) I won't go too deep into this, but I was not a fan of the app as it was previously constituted. Yes. So we can I, say that now. We can say I, that yes, now. we can say that now. So I can vouch as somebody who did not use it previously. You if you approved. if you are that same person, check it out. Give it a chance. <laughs> download it. It's so much better. So much more functional. Really, really good. But as you know, it's Utah State. The Scotsman here. We're going to start with National Signing Day, and then we're not going to spread things out as much today. Who we're really going to focus on looking at the this week marks the halfway point of the Mountain West men's yep. basketball schedule. Yep. So every team has played about half of their conference games. So we're just going to do a Mountain West men's basketball deep dive but we'll start with national signing day and 42 guys coming in this is a it's a really big class for blake anderson for for utah state 42 that's that's a lot that's a lot of guys yeah big big Um, numbers it's it's funny we say national signing day but this is we we already had early signing day which is where all the big stuff happens like a week before christmas is that early signing day and that's where the big names usually come in so yeah like we you you get a couple people trickling in here that at at the regular national signing day but again 40 uh, the big number is 42 42 is the big story here and yeah and so and and utah state needs to replace a lot of um, people have transferred uh, a lot of people graduated so this is going to be a good way to replenish some of that roster yeah so uh, and these 42 guys spread out, 21 defenders. We've got nine defensive backs, eight defensive linemen, and four linebackers. On offense, 20 different players. They, they're bringing in seven wide receivers, five offensive linemen, four running backs, three tight ends, and one quarterback. The, the quarterback is a guy we've talked about previously, right. McKay Hillstead yeah. out of Sky Ridge. And uh, one thing that stood out to me yesterday in the signing day press conference with Blake Anderson was Blake made it really clear that they're going to go into spring ball in March and Cooper Lega is going going to get the first drive of spring ball right. and then that's going to be an open competition and and Blake is going to going to have a wide open Levi Williams you've got Cooper Lega you've got Bishop Davenport McKay Hillstead right. coming in and so there's going to be a, a open competition at quarterback for Utah State after they just struggled with consistency last yep. season I think it's a good idea a lot, a lot of injuries last year so that that, that really um, uh, compounded on it um, you know my money's on Cooper Legault. We we've seen him in the bowl game we've seen him play pretty well last year when he was not injured Levi Williams dark, the dark horse there um, in, in the quarter of a competition because transferred from Wyoming mm-hmm. starter Wyoming so played really well for the yeah, Cowboys so um, uh, Utah State so that's gonna be it'll be interesting to see him uh, during the offseason I'm um, uh, 
or when we started the spring ball, uh, was that March? Or two yeah, months yeah, away the, uh, the spring game, they said they have it all mapped out and planned. They just haven't sent out the details right. to so it's, you it's know close. fans and media. But, it, yeah, it's coming up. That uh, spring game is, is going to be, uh, I think he said, toward the end of March. I just don't have an exact yeah. date, but we'll get you that as soon as it, it comes through. One thing that I'm going to be keeping an eye on for this Utah State football team before we move on is – they really got hit by the transfer portal and graduation yeah. along the, the trenches, the offensive and the defensive lines. So you lose Chandler Dolphin, potentially losing Alfred Edwards. You lose Waylon Lapuaho in the transfer right. portal. That's on the offensive line. On the defensive side, you're, you're losing Byron Vaughns, Daniel Greshik, um, Tavian Coleman. You're losing a bunch of guys. So that was one of the focuses, and, and Blake talked a lot about that. If you want to listen to that National Signing Day press conference, uh, Utah State football has that on their social media accounts, so you can go and find that. But it's it's going to be an interesting season for Utah State without having the, the NIL money. You're, I think you're starting to see that impact this Aggie program, and, and you wonder – how well Blake and his staff are going to be able to hold it together. You know, my Aggie ice cream sponsorships uh, <laughs> to really get up there at Utah State. So, do you have a favorite Aggie ice cream? Uh, it's been such a long time, um, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm classic like chocolates. You know, anything that's chocolatey, I, I like. So. That's a fake answer. Yeah, no, I, I mean, think you're making it up. <laughs> it's been, I mean, again, I haven't, been, I haven't been to Logan in years, so like, I'm, uh, but uh, uh, I used to have a class that was near the Aggie ice cream building, so that was uh, is. It was a struggle not to <laughs> get ice cream every time before that class. A nutrition class, of all things, even. So, uh, Moving on to um, uh, basketball, though. Um, uh, Utah State coming off a big win. Um, uh, we were, yes. we were going to record this before. I'm glad that we waited until after the New Mexico game because uh, the Aggies led most of that game. It got a little closer to the end there because mm-hmm. like, the, the Aggies really couldn't put away. But they led by like 20 in the first half. Yeah, Utah State came out, started really fast, built up a big lead, and they were doing that this spectrum magic thing. Yes. And so shirts of the autumnal colors, uh, it, it looked like from TV, unfortunately I wasn't able to get up there last night, looked like an incredible environment. Uh-huh. Aggies get out to that fast start, and New Mexico... It, one thing that we've got to remember about this New Mexico team is they were the last undefeated team in the country. Right. They were they're ranked just ranked two or 20, three. I think they were ranked twenty five still. Uh, or the I, they, of the they were ranked twenty fifth last week. Last they week, dropped out. Week. That's what yeah. Was asked, so. um, but they've been ranked, I think, for three different weeks of this season. So it's a good team. That's a that's a good win at home for for this Utah State team. Who? Let's go ahead and shift to Mountain West basketball. Start right. start talking about that and. Uh, I'm completely out of it. I don't know where I am. <laughs> where did where did you lost the first time? We were talking about San Diego State. You know me. No, it, 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 I I want to reset that whole thing. Let's okay. just act like we stopped talking about okay, so, the New I mean, Mexico the I, game last. I sort night. of uh, so we talked about the game last night. All right, and then um, uh, we so like, we kind of talked about how the game and the big win and everything. And so then you're like, well, let's let, let's talk about um, uh, you know the Mount West as a whole. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Who We'll start talking about the Mountain West as a whole, and it, we'll actually take a reverse view of this. Let's start at the bottom of the Mountain West, okay. and we'll go through each of these teams. And some of them, like like these teams below the Aggies in the standings, we probably won't spend a whole lot of time on, and then we'll, we'll discuss your Nevadas and your San Diego right, States right. A, a little bit more. But Colorado State, this is a, and I think this is a great place to start off. The Rams 10-13, and 2-8 and eight in the Mountain West this season, and they're conveniently enough, the Aggies' next opponent Saturday afternoon. Yeah, Colorado State uh, knocked the Aggies out last year. 
Um, you know, but they're not having a very good year this year. And, you know, they're uh, – you, you can trip up against CSU, but, like, it should be a win for the Utah State Aggies. So uh, the Utah State Aggies should be twice, actually, so – um, yeah, and and the, really the big question for Utah State going into this game is just that we've seen how much the Aggies tend to struggle on the road. Yes. They got a great win against Fresno in, in their last road action, and so you you hope that they can build on that a little bit. But they were able to they they won a road game previously this year in Colorado already against Air Force. So you know you you head over. To, where is Colorado State at? Oof. What town is it? It's not Boulder. <laughs> Boulder is. Is CU? Yeah, you know, I've never been, so um, I, would, oh, uh, yeah. I I know this. I I wish I'll, I'll Google while you're, you while you, you talk. do a good job. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the Aggies are going to have to go in there, and they're they're really going to have to take care of business. And that's I think the common theme for everything with yeah. this Utah State they're team this to, year. Yeah, the Aggies are going to have to go to Fort Collins, Fort Collins, Colorado. <laughs> that's the one. I knew it right on the tip thank, of my thank tongue. You Google. All right, <laughs> but. I, just basically, the Aggies can't count on a win right. going into this game. They Colorado, win, but they, yeah. they they need to really. I mean, this Utah State team can't take the nights off. Like that's the yes. long short of it. We're, we're talking about them being sort of like in the middle of this conference, mm-hmm. and you know that's why they're they're going to struggle some some of these, some of these games. But um, uh, hopefully, hopefully, um, uh, Utah State tomorrow or um, whenever whenever you listen to this, when they play Colorado State, um, uh, can get that important um uh, road victory. Uh, they're going to need a couple more of these um, if they want to stay. Where we think they, you know, if they want to make a tournament team, these are the games that, you know, these gimmies that they're going to have to take. So. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what this comes down to is if Utah State fancies themselves as an NCAA tournament team and a team that you would hope could maybe even yep. try and challenge for a win in, in the first round of the NCAA tournament, you have to be able to take care of business in games like yep. this. You have to be able to go to Fort Collins and get a victory against a team that is lesser than. Yeah. And if you can come on and get like hot shooting again, like the, like they have been, you're in for a good one. So who's next? Uh, so next in the standings, let's uh, got to find the right page. So we've got um, we're looking at Wyoming, and Ugh. yeah, <laughs> and Wyoming's yeah. always such an interesting team because it seems like they're they're kind of similar to Utah State. They're a lot better at home. They don't have the that spectrum magic home environment, that, but they're a much better team. In Laramie than they are when when they yeah. leave the friendly confines they just, of they haven't very, frigid. Haven't really heard of them this year, so I, I don't know. Yeah, again, just a team. like here's the thing: the team that are below Utah State that we're talking about here, um, you know, you can trip up against them. Like we, we've we've seen you on NLV beat Nevada. Uh, we saw uh, Fresno State beat um, New Mexico on the, uh, at the beginning of conference play. Like these teams can trip you up, and mm-hmm. there, there will be spoilers along the way. So hopefully, um, uh, if you, these top four or five teams that we'll get to, those are the, these are the games that you, these trap games that you want to avoid because they're really going to hurt your positioning in not only the Mount West Conference but your um, NCAA tournament bid as well. Yeah, exactly. And you know, Wyoming at seven and fourteen, two and seven. If you get hung up on those records and you start thinking it's an easy opponent, real quick things can turn around and you pick up a bad loss. Right. And it hurts that that tournament resume. Um, Wyoming in their last game did beat Fresno State eighty five sixty two at home. So, I, like I said, they're they're a good team. That's a twenty three point win, and we've seen Fresno State twice. And of course, the Aggies are two and zero against them. But Fresno yeah, State's are, tough. 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 Yeah, tough, tough out. So I mean, let's go to. I don't know where Fresno is, but they're they're up next. Yeah, they're they're tough. They're, they're a tough defensive team. Yep. We see them. I mean, their record doesn't really show, but. 
another team that um, uh, you know it's going to be like UNLV. I, I think you know, I, we can do both those teams, UNLV and Fresno in this in this area. Uh, really tough teams that are you know again probably not going to make a, uh, make an NCAA berth unless they win the tournament. But uh, those are two um, teams that could really trip you up. So. Yeah, I mean Fresno State's a, they've got legitimate Division One players. They, they've got guys who can score. The, really, the thing holding Fresno State back is they've got all the athleticism and all the size. They can't shoot. They, oh, they yeah. cannot shoot the ball at all, and that's that's been the Bulldogs' big struggle all year. They've they've lost three straight. Uh, the next team that we've got in the Mountain West, Air Force, and this is a program that's always going to be hampered. Simply by the fact that they're yeah, Air, Air Force, Force. Uh, you know, so they're they're never going to consistently challenge for you know being a power in the Mountain West. But they are twelve and eleven this season, three and seven in the Mountain West. They lost to Utah State. It was really? the the Aggies' second Mountain West game of the year, first on the road. So we thought Utah State was going to be a monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This was back when when the Aggies yeah. are just going in and, and putting the hurt on teams yeah. night after still, night. Still undefeated almost at that point. Um, or they had lost one game. Or they had lost games. the yeah. one game against so. Weber State, yeah. Yep. Um, Air Force fallen on hard times lately. They've lost four straight. Uh, lost to Boise State in their last game, 59-52. Um, they, they do have a, a freshman, Ritus Petritus. <laughs> he... Uh, that's actually his name, first of all. And secondly, good for his parents. Yeah. Cetus Lapidus, guys. <laughs> that's got to be a tough one little, to go through l- school l- with, l- Little Z- Yeah, trust me. Uh, trust me. As, as someone named Who, uh, <laughs> Bill's character. <laughs> um, San Jose? Yeah. No, actually, the next team, you already mentioned oh, them real briefly, yep. UNLV. And this is one team I personally think that this is the best of the rest. You know, right. if we, if we want to lump... Colorado State, Wyoming, Fresno, Air Force, UNLV, and San Jose State into uh-huh. one group. Yes. I think UNLV has the most talent of this group. And I'll tell you what concerns me about UNLV is they're, they're going to be hosting the Aggies on Wednesday, March 1st. And the the Running Rebels are a team that I think they only returned six players from their squad last year, and they brought in nine transfers. It's basically an entire new program. There was one starter from last year that is getting consistent minutes with them this season. And what that tells me is that they're a team that, as the season goes along, they're going to continue rounding into shape, developing, and they're just going to keep getting better and better and better. They're 15-7 and seven right now, 4-6 and six in the Mountain West. But, you know, kind of to, to back up, my, or, sorry, I uh, got ahead of myself there, but... <laughs> Well, this this is a scary team to me. They they came into Logan and it, gave Utah State. Yeah, it, it wasn't a bad game. The Aggies were able to pick up the win in that one, but UNLV's athletic and just with with nine transfers and so much talent, I just see that team coalescing. They they're slowly playing better. They've won three straight games right now, and I just think that you know we face them. Basically, a month from now, four weeks from now, on March first, and that's that's going to be a really difficult game in my mind. Next, we've got San Jose State. We've, uh, you know, Aggie fans have already seen them as well. Thirteen and nine. And that was a t- that, that was that went right under the buzzer. Yeah, like uh, San Jose had a shot to win yep. at the buzzer, and a pretty clean look. They just just missed it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th- this was a team that could have come into Logan right. and given the Aggies an that, L that already. Because yeah. like Utah State needed that home win badly. They were coming off mm-hmm. the road. Uh, I, I think they came off the road, right? Yeah, they came off the road. Uh, or no, they beat UNLV, beat San Jose, but they needed that win. Um, uh, uh, that was the week after the Nevada loss. So, yes. Uh, they really needed that there. So San Jose, um, again, pretty tough team. 
Um, I don't know if they'll have enough. I'm going to get a bunch of quality wins the next month here. They probably won't pass Utah State as that you know the what we call the what we call the bellwether. Yeah, uh, the, the bellwether. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, sounds like scary, but um, uh, like they're going to need a little more help if they want to get them to that next level. Yeah. Well, if they want to pass Utah State, of course. But you know, again, I'm looking at the the Aggies' future schedule, and the Spartans are hosting Utah State Saturday, February 11th. So what is this that? Today we're recording on Thursday the 2nd, yes. so nine days from now. And I think that's another one of those. That's going to be a really difficult game. Both UNLV and San Jose State are the two road games that I have circled on my calendar right now for this Aggie team. Um, New Mexico, we, we already talked about them briefly yep. as we started they were, this. They were ranked last week. Yep, ranked team in there. The thing about New Mexico, one, USU doesn't have to go down to the pit this year. So really fortunate with the road struggles that we don't have to go down there. But that's a top-heavy team. uh, Udazi, you've got Jamal Mashburn Jr., the son of former NBA player Jamal Mashburn. And then you've got Jalen House, who is the son of the the cousin Cousin of of Daniel Daniel House. House. Let's see. they, They had a graphic in the game. He's the cousin of Daniel House. He's the son of... Former Celtic guard Eddie House, oh. and his godfather is Mike Bibby. Okay, well, so, it's just, so a, basketball NBA royalty, royalty. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, New Mexico. Um, uh, so their net was thirty. This is last week's stats. Net, net was thirty. Ken Palm forty-five. Uh, they were in ESPN, CBS, uh, Matorvik. Uh, everybody had New Mexico as a you know, anywhere from a six to nine seed. Made all eighty-one, you know, brackets of the you know bracketology or whatever. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a team that everybody thinks if it ended right now would be a tournament team at least yep. eight or six, eight or nine seeds. So um, uh, somewhere in that range. And to go on that point, these next four teams that we're talking about, I think all four of them are tournament teams. And I, right. if it's me, USU is the bubble team. Yes, in the Mountain West, I've so got too. New Mexico, Nevada, San Diego State, I and Boise last State. Time I, last, all time I at, last time I looked at the bracketology. Utah State was like first four out. I mean, there's so many four outs now. Like, yeah, you know, first four out or next four out. They were they were on that they were on that bubble watch. So that game against New Mexico really big. Yeah, really helpful. Okay, so that was Utah State's first quad one win of the season. Their second quad one uh, total, right? Because the first one was San Diego State that they lost, and then New Mexico State was their first win. Was yeah, it was their game. first quad one win. I've been wondering all season. Have, have you seen that the? the uh, Chris Pratt meme where it's like, it, you know, I don't know what such and such is. And at <laughs> yeah, this like, point, like, I'm too afraid to ask. Yes, yes. I, maybe I've been under a rock. Maybe I've I, been out of the loop. What are these quad wins? This is the first year I've really? ever heard anybody yeah. talk I mean, about uh, quad wins. Like, to be honest, I don't watch a lot of college basketball anymore. But, um, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, obviously, so the teams that had the high nets and everything, uh-huh. net, net ratings, those are teams that are like, all right, these are, like, I think Utah, I think San Diego State beating Utah State. Counted as a, as a it was a quad one, one win yeah. for San Diego so, yeah, so State. Like the tough teams are like, but they are, can change too. Right, you, they can. Like, like you could beat a team two weeks ago that was a quad one win, yeah, so. and then they lose five straight, you, and it's no longer we, a quad we need, one. We need the Lobos to stay quad one, guys. So that's what we're saying. <laughs> I don't get yeah, it. I yeah. just don't know when that started. When did yeah. that? Can I don't you know. come like, into the like, lexicon? Yeah, like uh, the problem is that um, uh, college basketball has really lost a lot of interest lately. Yeah, like um, uh, I mean, G League and all the stuff, and guys get leaving early. It is what it is, but uh, good win. Let's mm-hmm. just say good win for New, yeah. New Mexico. Um, See, maybe that just shows our age. Can we, if we just call it a good, <laughs> yeah, a win, good I, win, I don't need to qualify uh, it with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, and um, uh, so there was that win. Again, we talked about Utah State playing Colorado State. 
And then I, I think Ryan Odom, I think I saw a clip of him saying after the game, he was thanking the fans for coming for that New Mexico win. Mm-hmm. and said, hey, you know, I know that the game against San Diego State next week is like the first week of spring break, which I'm like, it's February. You guys have spring break already? February 8th. Yeah. Apparently. I, and I, when he said, yeah, I was like, so he wanted the spectrum to be full. But he's like, I know that you're all going on spring break. Please come to this game. I know it's a hard ask, but uh, so I also sent you that clip because I, like, I was like, oh, that's Yeah, I missed that one. But so, yeah, I... oh. Anyway, so yeah, that game's coming up, and we'll talk about San Diego State in just a second. Uh, and Nevada, Nevada beat San Diego State uh, just recently. They lost to UNLV mm-hmm. and came back and beat San Diego State. So, again, the Mountain West just really right now, you can see how tough it is night in, night out for these top teams. Yeah, uh, these teams just beating up on, on each other. You know, the Aggies went into Nevada – Tied right. late in the second half, and then uh, just went cold. Wolfpack goes on a great run. Ten Palm fifty six, net thirty seven for them. Uh, ESPN has them as the first four out. CBS has a ten seed, uh, eleven seed, and then um, they made they made most of the bracket. So Nevada is on is a sort of like is, is a, on the bubble right above Utah State. Yeah, and so um, they you know and they got a big win. Utah State got a big win. So Nevada might be the the team that. Utah State's trying to fight for that last uh, Mount West spot. That that would not surprise me at all. If it comes down to, you know, the last week of the the regular season or if you're looking at the the Mountain West tournament down in Vegas and if the conversation comes down to basically either Nevada or Utah State is probably going to get in and who can advance farther, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. So Utah State really, you know, needs to get that game at home against Nevada. So. And, you know, Nevada, that win against San Diego State, 75-66 in their last game, that's a really big win that's for great. them. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's a, a huge resume win, yeah. builder. The uh, Aztecs were ranked at the time. 22. Yeah. So. so so good win for Nevada. They're 17-6 and six this season. They do come up to Logan. Uh, as, you know, we've mentioned they're going to be in it. Uh, it'll be a Saturday. I don't know why I'm stumbling all over that's my a, words. I'm a, a complete Carol mess. Game. Yes. The J.C. Carroll game. Nevada, J.C. Carroll, February J.C. Carroll magic. Uh, if the Utah State Aggies are down by a few, I, I hope they just uh, suit J.C. Carroll up. Just like, you know what, J.C., get in there. I imagine he could give you 10 minutes still, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, at least. At least. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's in incredible shape, I bet. It's so. his COVID year. <laughs> Does he get a COVID? I don't know how that works. Maybe uh, not. The former tenants of the Taco Bell Arena. I guess I guess they're still the same tenants of the Taco Bell. The tenants of the former Taco Bell Arena, I should say. <laughs> Boise State. Yeah, the uh, Boise State and Broncos 18 and 5, 8 and 2 in the Mountain West. They've won three straight games. They went into Air Force and knocked them off 59-52 in their last game. And <laughs> Boise State's just good. They're, they're, they're they net, are solid, San Diego top State's to bottom. And, uh, San Jose got most of the pub for Mount West, but Boise State's net and their palm, uh, Ken Palm, really close to each other. I think I think San Diego State is is the overall better team. They can their best game yes. is a higher level than what Boise State can give you in their best game. But I think the Broncos are more consistent, and you know what you're going to yeah. get night in and night out and from Boise more than you Boise do from San Diego. Year. Boise, I mean, we saw the Aggies go up there and just get demolished. Yes. They got And smashed. that was the game where Rylan Jones ended up getting hurt. Yes. Uh, and he hasn't played nope. since that time. I, I did want to point this out. I'm glad I remembered. Watching the game last night, this was the first time I've seen Rylan Jones on the, on bench. the bench. Yeah, they showed him. He had not been in the house. Like, oh, hey. So, so that's got to be progress. Right? 
I mean, <laughs> yeah. having had a couple of concussions in my life, yes. being in the spectrum with a right. concussion, not easy. Uh, that's that's just a lot, <laughs> lot of noises. There's lights, a lot, you know, just yep. a lot of stuff going on. So, yes, yeah, so, again, if we're assuming that concussion is the is the injury, then, <laughs> then yes, that's a big one. So, Boise, um, uh, yeah, like I said, the Utah State got robbed there, got smashed. Uh, yep. <laughs> it got super smashed. Um, uh, but um, uh, that's a uh, that's a tough team, and uh, I th- I mean they're they're pretty much in right. They're anywhere between like a seven to the ten seed um, uh, that I'm looking at here. Like I said, good net twenty two, Ken Palm twenty six. Um, I think Boise, you know, we, they'll 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 be tough, and you don't want to see them in the tournament. No. So um, uh, yeah, but they're they're pretty much in the NCAA uh, tournament. So. Yeah, unless the bottom falls out for the Broncos, they they should right. be a tournament team yeah, this year. Really for any of these teams, right? For New Mexico, yep. Nevada, uh, maybe not Nevada, but like at least New Mexico, Boise, San Diego State. We're pretty much thinking all in. Yep. Nevada's the one team that you think Utah State could probably jump, um, uh, but Nevada's right now uh, solidly in two. So yeah, should um, we wrap up with the Aztecs? Yes, go seventeen and five, also eight and two in conference. They're going to be up here next week. Yes. And just a few days away, Wednesday, February 8th. So huge game, like you were saying. Yeah. Odom calling out to the students, yeah, yeah. saying, come pack the house. This this is a good Utah State team, and we see how much better they play. I mean, it, it, let's see. Stephen Ashworth has uh, had multiple posts about the, the Spectrum crowds. Yep. Taylor Funk last night after the game said something about how they, the, the herd is just the best in the country. Did they do the interviews at In-N-Out Burger? <laughs> Did you see that? Like no, I a, missed that like one. Like Steve Ashworth posted on Instagram, and it looks like him. And so I was like, oh, they're at the local In and Out Burger up there. Apparently, Logan has an In and Out Burger. I need to go to Logan a couple they more. Do. I need to go to Logan at least, uh, you know, hopefully for the uh, Jason Carroll uh, jersey retirement. But I was, I was like, okay, there's an In and Out there, but late night just hanging out at the In and Out Burger because it was a late game last night. Uh, started eight thirty Mountain Time because they got the, like the CBS whatever, right? I wonder if I wonder if the In and Out has replaced the uh, the Smiths down the road as the like parking lot hangout. Yeah, the, exactly. So <laughs> Logan um, is a sad place, uh, right? So yeah, Utah, San Diego State. That's a big one. Uh, San Diego State net twenty three, Ken Palm twenty four. Uh, pretty much everybody had them as a number seven seed. That's that's pretty solid number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really we we saw them. We went to, uh, Aggies went to San Diego. Uh, they. They got smashed in that first half really badly. They did. Uh, they did try to make a comeback, but it was just too. I mean, when you go down by twenty some odd points, dug way too big of a hole. It's a hard hole to get out of. Um, but um, if they start off, if, I mean, if, gosh, if they play like they play against New Mexico State, they could be anybody in the Mountain West. Yes, uh, if they come out and do what they did, and uh, like last night or uh, against New Mexico, um, uh, Sean Barstow came to play. Uh, Stephen season Ashworth high was, twenty yeah, points for Barstow. Steve, Steve, Dan Atkins, I'm uh, making himself. Well, I, I mean, he's still come off the bench. Dan, but, okay, so Dan Akin finished sixteen five and five, and on efficient, and it, and it was a career high five assists as yeah, well, so. which is something that I I personally love to see. Right. You know, I love seeing Bearstow explode for that that twenty point season high. You know, Akin with a little bit more distribution, and this was a conversation yep. we had last, last week, week that Dan Akin is not very good at passing out of the post. So just to see him. With eyes out and looking to find teammates when yes. the opportunity presents that's itself huge. is great because um, uh, that, that's what like that's what the Aggies really need another dimension to their offense yeah. to be able to get better shots. Yep. If you can get Dan Akin in the post, that's amazing because like now teams are like okay, now you got to be careful. Yeah, you got to think of who you're going to double team with, how you're going to double team and not get hurt. So uh, yeah, so that's, that was a big one. So yeah, San Diego State's big. I mean, we're. We're skipping over. You and I are skipping over Colorado State, but hopefully the Aggies take care of business Colorado State and they can, <coughs> excuse me, focus on um, uh, San Diego State coming up. So yeah, 
Uh, do you get anything else for basketball? Not for basketball, no. Well, let's, uh, should we start wrapping this up? Yes, yeah, so I think we got to do um, uh, our, our Scotsman of the Week. Oh, my gosh, I did. I forgot the Scotsman of the Week. Uh, I'm going to pull mine up real quick here. Uh, I'm going to go back to gymnastics because um, like, I'm a big gymnastics fan. Uh, we actually had um, uh, Utah State, I guess BYU, uh, they did it. They um, uh, went, at, went and had BYU come, come into the Spectrum um, uh, last Friday. Uh, Spectrum Magic for the U- USU Aggie um, gymnastics team. And I- I'm watching the videos that they posted. I'm very proud of the Spectrum being as I mean, it's not, it's not Huntsman full, but it's really a really good crowd for a gymnastics team, which, again, when I was there, I had no idea Utah State had a yeah. gymnastics team. But we're going to congratulate um, uh, Sophie Sullivan again. She was named co um, a beam specialist of the week again. She second time, that. second yeah. time. So Mount Rim um, uh, a beam specialist of the week to Sophie Sullivan. So really got again Utah State going through a transitional period, losing a lot of uh, people to Auburn. It was uh, a close meet with BYU yep. though, right? And, and we talked about how um, uh, you know doesn't matter where you are or when you play Utah State if you can beat BYU in anything, you take that. And that's two wins they have against this year. So. Yep. Uh, congrats to Utah State's um, uh, uh, gymnastics team and Sophie Sullivan. All right, so got busy week in Utah State athletics. Women's tennis got two matches this weekend. They're at Idaho State on Friday, February 4th. Then they host Utah Tech on Sunday, February 5th. The men's tennis team hosting Eastern Washington on February 3rd. And Grand Canyon, the Antelopes, making another appearance for us on Saturday, February 4th. Gymnastics going up to Boise to take on Boise State in a dual meet on Friday, February 3rd. Track and Field is going to be hosting their first home meet, the Utah State Invitational, this weekend. I know the University of Utah is going up there. I'm not sure what other programs are are participating in that one, but that's going to be Saturday, February 4th. Women's basketball, they've got two games this week. Uh, Actually, they played Colorado State this morning, came up on the short end of that one. I think uh, after the first quarter, I want to say – there was only like seven or eight made field goals the rest of the game for Utah State. It was, you know, just a struggle. They they fall against the Rams. They do host Nevada on Saturday, February 4th. Men's basketball, they head to Fort Collins where they'll take on Colorado State on February 4th. And then they come back home February 8th. That'll be a Wednesday against San Diego State. So, but a lot of really good things going on. Quick mention the KSL Sports app one more time. Written articles, social media, podcasts, the Scotsman right there. Right. Radio shows, everything under the KSL Please Sports umbrella. download the KSL Sports app. If you do, you download the KSL Sports app. Brian will um, uh, ride the bull shirtless at Utah State. So I might do that anyway. <laughs> who, where can they find you on social media? H-U-U-T-R-A-N, Superman. That's Hootran, Superman. And again, the KSL Sports app. And then you can find, I don't know if I want anybody to find me after this <laughs> terrible podcast performance this evening, but you can find me, Brian Priest, on Twitter at bpriest24. Be sure to share, rate, and review, and thanks for listening to The Scotsman.